Okay, so you finished The Princess Witch, obviously. Obviously. You've yes. watched it for the 45th time. What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? Well, um, probably I'm going to do a 180. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go with Bird Box, which Bird is Box. just like The Princess Witch if The Princess Witch were a thriller starring Sandra Bullock and only one Sandra Bullock about a, an apocalyptic event where you have to shut your eyes or else like the things that you see will make you want to take your own life. I love a balanced diet. I know. Sometimes you need like a very holiday fluff. Sometimes you need like a thriller that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Starring a cast, Sandra Bullock, Trevante Rhodes. Well, you know Sandra Bullock. Trevante yeah. Rhodes, star of Moonlight. Uh, Sarah Paulson, Miss Sarah Paulson, Twitter queen. Did you see yeah. her say no to being the Oscar host on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, she's a meme now. No. Yeah, no. she's a meme. I love no. that she's a meme. No. John Malkovich. And it was directed by Academy Award winner Susanna Beer. Nice. So we got a lot of Academy Award winners in this thing. And it's great. And once you're done, just watch Princess Witch again. Just just make a nice Princess Witch sandwich of this. Watch the new film Bird Box right now on Netflix. Lindsay, do you need a new podcast to listen to? Always, constantly. You crave podcasts like I crave Java. So Yes, exactly. Go check out the live episode of the Origins podcast with special guest Sarah Jessica Parker. We love her. Sarah Jessica Parker of The Shoes, um, brought to you by the American Express Business Gold Card. To celebrate the launch of the new Business Gold Card, host James Andrew Miller sits down with Sarah Jessica Parker to chat about how she turned her business idea into gold. Known as an actress and producer, she's also a serious businesswoman with advice and best practices to share. The new Business Gold Card helps businesses get the most out of their spending by enabling card members to automatically earn 4x membership rewards points on top of two select categories where their business spends the most each month. Business Gold also provides access to a suite of solutions, including a built-in pay-over-time feature, giving business owners the flexibility and tools they need to successfully run and grow their business, from managing cash flow to hiring top talent. Visit amex.co slash business to learn more about Business Gold and visit originsthepodcast.com to hear the special Origins podcast episode featuring Sarah Jessica Parker. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And, um... Oh <laughs> when he's ready oh to... Shit. Keep... Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Um... Oh, shit! Wait. Oh, shit! Oh! oh. In this household, oh. we don't recognize the, the uncensored version. We only recognize the oh, snap version. I prefer Oh Shit to Oh Snap. I think Oh Snap is better. Really? Yeah, because there's something so lame about it that it works with the rest of the song, which is incredibly <laughs> lame. We were talking about this before recording, but like, I, the, the, I mean, I hate, I hate, I hate talking about Fergie's 2006 classic London Bridge, but you the beat, love the London talking Bridge, about it. What are you talking the London about? Bridge, the London Bridge beat is so catchy and good that like she could just do baby voice for three minutes and i'd be like damn what a great song why are we talking about fergie ferg's london bridge known them franchise men in black released unveiled excuse me unveiled the trailer for the reboot or i don't know sequel i think it's technically a, it's a, a sequel. sequel um men in black international starring them chris hemsworth and cuspy them tessa thompson um, i have a problem with this already 
And it's called Men in Black International. The trailer starts in New York. And I guess it's like Tessa Thompson shows up to the training facility and she's like, I found you. And like, I know you exist. And like, I discovered your secret. Like, let me into the Men in Black. And Emma Thompson is like the leader of, um, of New York Men in Black. And she's like, okay, fine. You're a Men in Black. And then she's like, you got to go to London. And they go to the London office. Which is like, I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. First of all, Men in Black is not like a New York. I understand that it took place in New York and it's pretty New York-y. But like Men in Black are like their universe defenders. So like what does New York have to do with it? And also like aren't you limiting your scope by calling it Men in Black Black International? In the original Men in Black, they do make it clear that like most of the aliens in America live in New York. Because they were like, they were like Manhattan. Well, they say like Manhattan is like the best place to blend in. Okay, but no, but my main problem is just calling a movie international International. is so like bland. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, airports that are international just because they go to Canada or Mexico. Like the San Antonio International Airport. (laughs) Men in Black International International. sounds like the name of an airport. It really does. The only the only reason San Antonio International Airport is San Antonio International Airport is because it flies to Mexico. Like. (laughs) That's it. And I think there's okay, like but the, I just, the, I just there's don't an airport understand. and there's an airport that's international just because it has like one flight to Toronto. So why are they why London? Do we know? Does it reveal like why Cheaper London? To, it's like easy to shoot. It's like why do oh, all so these take place saying. in Manhattan and okay, New so York the point and LA, is is that this Atlanta. movie, which is not a period piece, like it definitely no. exists in this year or next yeah. year or the year before or whatever, opens <laughs> with her she gets to London and then the the fucking Columbia goes, Pictures logo appears and she puts on those <laughs> pairs of glasses and fucking oh snap he happens. Emma Thompson is like, we have to send you to London. And, and then, then it's, then like, it's oh, like, oh snap. Oh. And you're like, wait. Time to prove yourself, Agent M. We may have a problem in London. Welcome to MIB. What year is it? Why are they playing London Bridge? Are there no other songs that like, like, con- like imply London? The song doesn't stop. They keep it on for the remainder the of the The entire trailer is London Bridge. This movie is more about London Bridge than it is about aliens. I mean, there's so many things I don't understand, but if you're going to play London Bridge that significantly, like I get it as this gag. It's like she goes to London and you're like, oh, snap, London Bridge. And then we move on. But this has now become the theme song to this movie. It's uh, London Bridge, parentheses, Men in Black International version. And then, of course, you know, we were talking about Fergie. We were talking about London Bridge and Bobby had to go look up like what (laughs) London Bridge is or what it means. And we're back to that same debate. So in the alternate cover for London Bridge, she's standing in front of like she was it was taken on a can of Wikipedia this, please. She's Wikipedia, Fergie, London Bridge. Alternate cover. (laughs) Alternate cover is her taking a touristy photo. Like Josh Damal took this photo of her standing in front of the Tower Bridge. No, but like TBD on whether that's actually a photo of her in front of anything at all. Yeah, it could be. It could be be in front of a green screen. screen. It could be green screen. Um, But also... London Bridge is not a song about London. No, of course London it's not. London Bridge is a song about a sex act, and that is straight from Fergie Ferg's mouth. It's like somebody was browsing um, Urban Dictionary and wrote this song based on something they'd seen. It's like a sex act that no one actually does. It's not a real sex act. So this is a this is a quote from Fergie Ferg, and it says, <laughs> "Calling her um, that." It's it refers to when two women and two men have sex and form a position to make a bridge. Um, Ah, uh, yes, Fergie the classic says, the classic London Bridge. And then I guess someone was asking her about this, and they were like, despite writing about the racy subject, Fergie insists that she's never participated in the act. And here's the Fergie quote. Have I ever been involved in one? No, I don't think I ever have, actually. No, no, I haven't. But I'm definitely touching on issues that aren't childlike. 
Okay. So I guess it was like in the period of a career where so she wait, was like, wait, wait, I'm wait, an wait. adult. Question for you. So mm. the bridge Answer. that everyone thinks is the London Bridge is actually the Tower, Tower bridge, bridge. But is yes. the sex act mimicking the Tower Bridge or the actual London Bridge? I think it's mimicking the Tower Bridge. So you've got like kind of a bridge. double Eiffel Tower situation. Is yeah. that what we're saying? I think, yeah, I don't fully... <laughs> What is the sex act and Understand. which bridge because does it mimic? the actual London Bridge. The London Bridge. It's just a bridge. Is just a bridge that doesn't If you were doing a, a sex act anything. based on the actual London Bridge, it would be kind of a bridge. Honestly, if you were doing a sex act, sex act based on original London Bridge, you'd be alone. You'd just <laughs> like, be on your back. You'd be on your back. Um, so God, I love when we talk about sex. Yeah. Sex, sex, sex. <laughs> Explicit, baby. Um, tower, tower Bridge. It's the one you're thinking of, though. It's the one you're thinking of with the two towers on either side. That's not London but Bridge. But Tower Bridge is not as misnomer. catchy as London Bridge. It's like when Tower, 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 you know, and then yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't put that in the Men in Black International. And I'm not trying to be all condescending like, mm, how do you not know what Tower Bridge is? Everyone makes this mistake. Everyone assumes that that's London Bridge. I'm I just understand, saying, but I just... It's funnier when it's a high-profile mistake and it's literally on the alternate cover of your international single. Sure. But also, I'm just more concerned about the sex act, which is actually mimicking the Tower Bridge, not the London Bridge. The original title of The Duchess was just Fergie International, and it's because she mentioned London Bridge. Fergie International. Fergie International. I still am so mad about them calling it Men in Black International. It's so lazy. Like, give me a... But we've had so many sequels this year. Like, you can do better. Here We Go Again is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I hate superhero movies but i love men in black so and i love chris hemsworth so like i was all in on this trailer i don't care about london bridge i'm thrilled i'm thrilled yeah me too Um, like somebody's somebody's literally playing chris brown out my window from their car oh um, at 10 in the morning Fergie loves an international moment like to her it's international going from columbus circle to cipriani wall street We're going from not the first time Columbus we've played that Circle clip in the past, to like, few Cipriani Wall hey, Street. Hey, what's up? So we're taking the subway because a tropical storm hit New York, and then we had to get from Columbus Circle to Cipriani Wall Street. The song playing in the background on Cameron Manheim's web Cameron Manheim's website is "Come Back to Bed" by John Mayer. Just thought you would want to know. Good form, Belfarn. Um, Lindsay, what was the final count on I mean, the number of calls we got about? I think it was like about... 18. I mean, it was 18, God yeah. bless all the, the Mannheims, the Mannheim stands, the Mannheim steamrollers out there that called in, uh, who went to Cameron.com with a Y and listened and said, oh, I know that song and mm-hmm. called us and told us what it was. No, I do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, now we know what Cameron Mannheim's favorite song is, I guess. That's not a joke. We got 18 18 calls. Did you know Cameron Manheim's real name is Debbie? Hi, Hill Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I just wanted to share this tri- this uh, tidbit here that um, regarding Cameron Manheim. My aunt went to high school with her. Yes, um, this was Woodrow Wilson High School in Long Beach, California. And my aunt says that Cameron Manheim was not Cameron then. Her name is not actually Cameron. Her name is Debbie. Debbie Manheim. That's all I've got. Bye! So her name is Debbie Manheim. We love it. That song is 
whatever from John Mayer. We got 18 calls about it. I'm sure we're going to get more because they never actually stop. It's sure. In four years, if I get a a call to my personal cell phone that tells me that the song on Cameron.com is John Mayer's Come Back to Bed, I'll be, you know, I'll say, I knew that, but thank you so much for your contribution. Wait, so Brady Corbett directed Vox Lux. How? How did that happen? I just, I just don't understand. Um, you have to make this quick. I, mean, I remember him from like movies. I thought he was on the Disney Channel, but I Googled him and I don't think he was on the Disney Channel. But still in my mind, I don't understand how he directed Vox Lux. So can you That's fair. tell us more about who Brady Corbett is and why he directed Vox Lux? Bobby, before you do your explainer, can I just say that we also got a call from someone who had just seen Vox Lux and was like, don't go see this movie as a bit. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's wow, what respect. we tried to tell you. <laughs> I was like, that's respect. what we tried to tell everyone. <laughs> well, she was like, it's really sad. I was like, that's true and like disturbing, but also just like, yeah, don't go see this movie as a bit. Don't go. We're as kind we of encouraging it by you. talking about it, though. Ugh. Anyway, it, it was stupid of us to... I will make this quick. So the guy who wrote and directed it, Brady Corbett, is... Um, he's like 30, 31. He started as an actor, and but he worked... The, the reason he directed this, it's like, why did he direct this? Is because he's an indie actor. He's like a career... Ever since he was a teenager, he was in indie movies um, with like auteurs, like indie American auteurs, although some European, some actually a lot of European directors. But his first movie was 13 with... Um, Evan Rachel Wood, directed by Catherine Hardwick. And um, Nikki uh, Reed, who Nikki Reed, wrote it. Nikki Reed, who wrote it. Who was her, it was her childhood. Yeah. Um, he was in Mysterious He was in Mysterious Skin, that uh, Greg Araki movie. He was in um, the Michael Haneke remake of Michael Haneke's uh, Funny, Funny Games. Games. He was in a Lars von Trier. Um, he, which Lars von Trier was he in? Melancholia. Right. And he was in um, Clouds of Sils Maria, which I love. But I mean, he's, he's been like, a lot of he's like, honestly been in a lot of really good, right. he's really like weird a, movies. He was an indie, tiny, like very European, um, that was his like base. But like that an was indie his, like, darling, because when you have indie like, darling. that's like and an amazing like track it. record if you think about it. Yeah. So he moves to, God, where did he move? I was just talking about this with someone. Oh he God, moved to another country. He, and and he, went, he went Men in Black, he went Men in Black International. He went us. Men in Black International because he's from the United States. He's an American guy. He moves to another country and then he decides, you know what? I want to be a writer director. I've worked with all these very influential writer directors um, and I'm going to make He's like, a movie. Could it be now so hard? Too. Could it be so hard? Could it be so hard? He made a movie that people really loved that I never saw called Childhood of a Leader. It like did well at Cannes or whatever or Venice. Um, and he got a lot of acclaim for that. This is his second movie. And this is like the movie that, um, I mean, it's just like music. It's like your second thing. Sophomore um, effort. Your sophomore. It's not technically his sophomore effort, but it kind. I mean, it really is. He made a short. Doesn't really count. It's technically his sophomore effort, and it's like when you kind of go ball like balls to the wall, like you go all out and you throw everything at the wall because you're like, I had one success. I'm gonna go hard. Fox sucks is his socks sophomore effort, and it it shows. So yes. that's who he is. It's tough to it's tough to make a good sophomore effort. We know that. From, but that's that's why uh, it feels. That's why it, there are all these like. There's a very European aesthetic. To is the there any thing, like good goss about him though? Aside no, from like no. his career, like who does he no, date? None. What he's, do you mean? Uh, I looked it up. But she's just a. She's also a filmmaker. She. Uh, How dull. She's Norwegian. Oh, maybe that's where he moved to Norway. 
How dull. That's probably where he moved to. All right, life. let's anyway, move on. It's dull, but that's who he is. Actor turned director. Who's next? Okay, Bobby, what are you most worried about this holiday season? What do you think I'm most worried about this holiday season? <laughs> Germs. Germs. <laughs> Cold and flu. I'm going to do so much eating on New Year's. That's the best part of a holiday, like the holiday mm-hmm. party where you're eating a lot of food. And it's a lot of finger foods, which means I need to make sure my hands are clean. I, <laughs> I always have a new Purell. It's it's just so earnest. I always have a new Purell singles anecdote. The new single-use packets are super portable, super convenient, and they kill more than 99.99% of most common germs that can make you sick. I threw a handful in all of my bags, as you know by now, I hope. Purell is the brand that hospitals trust most to keep patients safe from infection, and the same germ-fighting formula that doctors use goes into every Purell singles pack. So grab a handful to keep in the car, throw a few in your pocket, throw a few in every single bag before you leave the house. They're individually sealed, there's no mess, and each packet has the exact amount of sanitizer recommended by the CDC. And who knows more about cold and flu season than the CDC? Not me, not Lindsay. The holidays are the best time of the year, and they'll be over before you know it. So stock up on new Purell singles hand sanitizer packets on Amazon. Nobody wants to get sick during the holidays, no one more than me. Stay well with America's number one hand sanitizer brand. Hi, you guys. It's Olivia. Um, I called because 32 minutes ago, and I guess seven hours ago, um, the Love magazine posted morning love, hashtag morning love. So I guess that's her new um, love advent. Um, but she like literally woke up and saw that on Instagram and called you guys because um, I wanted you to know that we're not doing love advent. I guess we're doing morning love. So um, definitely a who. I'm not even sure if we can call it a who yet because um, I don't know what love advent was event. Anyway, it turns out going by. I love this mystery because basically this had been something that we were wondering about, but we weren't the only ones wondering about it because there was an entire profile of Love Magazine's new editor-in-chief, Katie Grand. She's not even new. She founded it. Wait, so she just took a turn? Yeah, she was the original. She oh, founded I they, Love. I thought yeah. she was new. Clearly, I didn't read this that closely. Yeah. Anyways, the business, business of Fashion, my new favorite publication, reported this out. They interviewed her, and they were like, what happened to Love Advent? And she's like, uh, hashtag <laughs> me too. She was like, yeah. what are you talking about? What's Love Advent? I don't know. Oh, yikes. <laughs> but it was great because they used the Bucatini as their main like Love Advent. Like They harped on the Bucatini. And you know we love the Bucatini. She was like, our... we cannot do Bucatini in 2018. It's, so, it's, we're too woke for 2018. We're too woke see. for Bucatini. Um, look at Love's evolution alongside the Instagram generation of their, of their models, the Jenners and Hadids, the Carlys, Caras, and Stellas. It became their club magazine, the unself- conscious chronicle of their world in play but the climate changed post hashtag me too a lingerie clad emily radikowski lube oh my god lubri just can you can you Lubrish, say this word? lubriciously lubriciously wow never heard that before i've never said that word in my life but like have you read it even before i think maybe i have but i've never said it lubriciously slurping spaghetti in last year's advent calendar was no longer quite the easy breezy image of female empowerment that was intended when it was filmed earlier in the year so like the i would say like we hit love advent when it got to its head like when it came to its Mm -hmm. head at the bucatini we were like this is absurd and even the love advent editor and trees was like you know what pretty absurd like i know so she basically stopped and like pivoted to something else. What's really funny is that model Ashley Graham posted her her like moving love or whatever they're doing now, like a different moving love. Yeah. She tagged it love advent. And everybody was like, uh girl, like we're not 
like that's wrong branding. <laughs> We're woke now. It's not Love Advent. I it's actually don't understand love. why it was why the title was changed. They could have just used you know the the sort of brand equity they already had and and just sort of pivoted right because Advent the content. was never like it was never called like Emily Ratajkowski Bucatini like it was called Love Advent like that wasn't. Mm-hmm. The, it wasn't but maybe like because love, assumed... feminism is sexy, feminism is bucatini. Like it was just love advent. But maybe it's because they just wanted like a clean break or whatever. Yeah. It just, for a magazine that has like not much like outside the world of fashion, like it felt like something that broke beyond. Also, they were talking about in the article that like they get like 99% of their like video views or something from the love advent content. It's just like of course they so do. much like overly sexy content. So they were worried that like that was going to be a problem, but I guess they're fine. It's a lot of like, um, it's fully clothed, number one. So everyone's sort of just like posing and then over their weird poses and the very like 80s hacker aesthetic that's being thrown over the visuals they're like talking about what beauty means to them but sure. even even this is like not great like there was one of kaya gerber being like beauty is like happiness beauty is on the inside beauty whatever and something about this just doesn't ring true like she's trying to she's trying to transform love advent into something else but the fundamental problem with it still remains like people in 2018 especially don't want to hear beautiful people people who are paid to be beautiful tell them that beauty is all on the inside like, well they have that's they not, mixed that's in, not good anymore they mixed in people of color and people you know people who are trans and they tried to like work in like other types of like bodies and faces but ultimately they still Ultimately, have David still Beckham. They on, still have the same still, models. Right. They still it have It still hinges on Uma the Thurman. monoliths are still there. So if they were right. doing something truly radical, they would do all newcomers. They would take the Hadids out. They would take the Gerbers out. Yeah, but they need those they would, views. But they need the views. And so it's like, you've got like Finn Buchanan is in it. And Finn Buchanan, like, I think comes out as uh, identifying as male. Because mm. he's like, he's like... I'm not non-binary. I'm not a girl. I'm not whatever. You might think that I'm non-binary. You might you might think I'm genderqueer, but guess what? Like I'm a boy. Mm-hmm. And that gets overshadowed by fucking Kaya Gerber being like, beauty's on the inside, <laughs> you know? Right, right. It's like basically they're trying to serve the two audiences together. Mm-hmm. And then right. of course, like the the you know, the remnants of the Bucatini, the Bucatini stain ends up overpowering oh anything God. else that you're you trying can't to get do. Toma- you can't get tomato sauce out of anything. Oh my God. I, I got know. it on the backsplash of my kitchen and it's like so hard to rub off. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like this is, this makes complete sense to me, but the fun of the love advent was how shamelessly dumb it was and how mm-hmm. like kind of, I mean, I know this wasn't what they were going for, but there was something so absurd about it that worked, that clicked, that like made mm-hmm. us lol, even though mm-hmm. I know that like, I see what they're doing that I miss and that isn't captured here, obviously. This is a very self-serious project that is much like the projects that everyone is doing on the internet now in terms of like fashion and beauty and identity and all that stuff. Yes. Um, Ultimately, I'm just like confounded by how they get the money to do this at all. I mean, I don't even know what Love Calendar, Love Magazine is. I've never seen a Love Magazine. It's only only released twice a year. The only only Love Magazine I've ever seen in person is at Lala's house in the bathroom. Have you seen that Love Magazine? (laughs) Yes. The one with Kendall and Kara on the cover. Literally, whenever you go to the bathroom in Lala's guest bathroom, um, there is a Love Magazine from, I must say, months ago, years ago even. No, I think it's a a 2016. With Kendall and Kara. Kendall on Kara. It's a sitting on Kara and it's on it's and I always think like love oh there it is I have flipped through that that. magazine 100 times I know (laughs) 
Um, I'm dying too. So in the trailer for Moving Love, they show uh, all the models who are going to appear and like throughout the the project. Sure. And sure. one of them is what's her name? Precog from Minority Report. What? Samantha Morton. I sent you the oh. photo. Precog from Minority Report is pre-cog. not. I cannot wait. Like, give me precog love content. That's what I need. Andy McDowell's in it. Sandra Bernhardt's in it. Give me those videos. Great. Um, can't wait for. Can't wait for Andy McDowell. Great. When does you, that release? Also, because it's not a cal- they're calling it an advent calendar. I don't know what this release date is. Is it one mm-hmm. a day? It's when all does very it start? Muddled. When does it end? I had a structure last time. Okay, who's we getting a, in the spaghetti? We have to talk about this call now. Okay, we need to move on. All right, so is it true that Twitter's CEO, Jack Dorsey, mailed his beard hair to Azealia Banks? Um, and why? As problematic, I even hate that word, as problematic ugh, as Azealia Banks is. God. Azalea Banks also might be the most honest person on the planet. But also, I believe everything Azalea Banks says. How is she? She has nothing to lose, though. How is she? Right? No, that's that's why. That's why involved in so many tech CEO moments this year. I know it's only two, but like that's a lot. She's like it's two of the big boys. She's like sullying Elon uh, Elon Musk over here. She's trapped. She's She's alone. She's alone in Elon Musk's house. I mean, and now she's like like. and Jack Dorsey, whatever. The best part about this is that it's literally a footnote in a Vanity Fair piece about Jack Dorsey. Like, mm-hmm. who cares even about that asshole? And, th- like, mentioned by Nick Bilton, who wrote the piece, like, kind of uh, as an offhand. And mm-hmm. then the geniuses at Spin went back and found the de- now-deleted Azalea Banks tweets that refer to the same incident. So it's, like, kind of corroborated from both ends, where, like, mm-hmm. a source like told unless it was both azalea banks but i kind of doubt that like a source told nick that this had happened and then azalea banks had these tweets that said that people probably ignored at the time jack dorsey asked me to tweet about his cash app and exchange he was supposed to tweet about my mixtape he never did he also <laughs> sent me his hair in an envelope because i was supposed to make him an amulet for protection i mean 2016 that's back when she was slaughtering chickens in the closet right i mean there was a wild year for azalea banks <laughs> yeah. when was the last time azalea banks wasn't the figure that she is now when two and two came out for about three months yeah, what was that? 2011, 2012. Yeah. Oh, what year? Oh, 2012. I think it was 2012. After that, I think. Whatever. Um, yeah. So this is true. I mean, it's true. What else do we say about this? It happened. No, it's it's true. And for anyone who hadn't heard this story yet, there's a story. Jack Dorsey is the CEO of Twitter. Did I say that yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a much maligned character because Twitter sucks. I mean, Zelia Banks like... also maligned character because of her Twitter. The iron, the irony is there. Yeah, the ironies there. They're they're insane. They're really clashing. I um but again, I I just will say, yeah, we don't have do I have a video of Jack Dorsey opening up an or Azalea Banks opening up a, an envelope of Jack Dorsey's uh facial hair trimmings? No, but yeah. I believe everything she says. And I believe that Jack Dorsey went to Azalea Banks and was like tweet about my Cash App like in 2016. Oh, like yeah. she was like that's what he was that's what he was busy doing, you know? What was his Cash App? Cash square whatever oh, oh. yeah <sighs> anyway that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's true Lindsay, i recently heard a crazy statistic tell what? me if it's true or not i heard that women don't wear 
80% of the clothes they own. Oh, I heard that false. too. True or false. I heard that too. That's very true. Well, also from personal experience, that's true. Like I just have so many clothes that I'm just straight up not wearing. Be they funny t-shirts that I once got that I can't get rid of. Also stuff that legit does not fit you now or ever. Like that will never <laughs> fit you. So you're just like hoping that one day you'll wear that thing, either too big or too small. You just don't wear any of the stuff that's in your closet. So why even own clothes, right? <laughs> Why even own them? Rent the Runway is a fashion company that was started by two women with a simple question. Why own when you can rent? Which is the question question I just asked. What a question. I love it. Why be limited by the confines of the closet? Speak about closets. Most of us in New York, we don't even really have closets. So with RentTheRunway.com, you can choose thousands of styles from top designer brands to wear every day, whether it's for work, weekends, or special occasions. Their monthly unlimited plan is the best. You pay just one flat fee to rent four items at a time, and you can swap new items in and out as often as you like. There are no return dates, and shipping and dry cleaning is always free. Women across the country use Rent the Runway to get dressed every day. For a limited amount of time, you can get $120 off your first two months of unlimited membership Whoa. by going to renttherunway.com slash shoe. That's renttherunway.com slash shoe to get your first two months of unlimited at $120 off. I feel like that'd make a good gift. Renttherunway.com slash shoe. Um, hi, Weekly. Long time, long time. I'm calling because I was wondering whatever happened to LMFAO? Thanks. Bye. God, remember when we like cared about LMFAO? Yeah, when was that? Like seven years ago, eight years oh ago? Oh my God, it was like LMFAO, the best band in the world. LMFAO. LMFAO, um, for those of you who don't remember, LMFAO is uh, the the duo responsible for smash hits, Party party Rock Anthem. Is that what it's called? Party Rock Anthem. That one. And then I'm Sexy and I Know It. I think those are their two main Wait, ones. Those are two different songs? Yeah. Okay. Those are <laughs> Yes, they're two I'm different sexy songs. And I know it. They sound like they could be the same song. Well, of course they do. But that that sexy and I know it took them over the over the hump, so they're not technically one hit wonders. Um they're two hit wonders. And soon after they <laughs> You know, change the world with their smash hit songs, and I'm, that's not that's not sarcasm. They were huge. Um, they broke up and they went their separate ways. One of them, Red Foo, decided to become a like a vegan, and now he's like very into like the earth and the environment, while also still a DJ and he's into partying. But um, it's it's in a more sustainable concept, which is a very funny thing. It's like when your New York friends move to LA. <laughs> That's sort of how I... Um, no comment. <laughs> it's sort of like when people move to LA and then it's like, oh, you don't know? Like, by the way, I'm vegan and um, I drive an electric car and all of my meals are juice. But it does actually, it is a good, because it's like in New York, you're like party rockers in the house tonight. Like I'm getting fucked up. I'm getting drunk. I'm staying up. Like everybody is going to have a good time, whatever. And then you go to LA and you're like, oh, didn't you hear? Like I'm vegan. I go to bed at eight, like, or whatever. I'm vegan. I go to bed at eight. I don't leave my house. I have a baby. And all I do is make smoothies. <laughs> so rude to LA. Also, can I just say one thing is, did you know that their 2009 album was called Party Rock, but then their 2011 album was called Sorry for Party Rocking? <laughs> I did know that, actually. Like, the first one was called Party Rock, and then two years later, they were like, okay, excuse us for party rocking. <laughs> but it is funny. It's like, you know how there's like that sort of like glimmer of, of condescension, like when you are around someone and you order something that's remotely unhealthy, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't eat that. <laughs> No. And you're like, okay. No, you can order it. That's fine. I'm just not going to have any. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, so we're getting the Bloomin' Onion? And they're like, no. And you're like, we're fucking at Outback. (laughs) Like, if you're not going to eat the Bloomin' Onion, I'm leaving. (laughs) 
I'm not going to eat this blooming onion by myself. I didn't come here to do this by myself. You're like, sorry for party rocking. I'm like, we're here. Anyway, so Red Fu, who, in case you didn't know, he is his dad is what's his name? The so literally Red the Fu's real of, name the creator is of Stephen Motown. Kendall Gordy, whose yes, dad is Barry, Barry Gordy. Gordy. And if that rings a bell to you, it's because he invented Motown essentially. He founded and, like, Motown Records. He like discovered Diana Ross and like Michael Jackson. So this is like our like LMFAO is our legacy, like what we've created from like an iconic legacy essentially. Mm-hmm. That is what um, our culture did. You know, we so that's it. Red Fu. If you turn to a vegan, I like will never talk to you again. <laughs> you will be so insufferable. <laughs> I'm already. I mean, I'm insufferable, and I'm like, I'm like sort of a vegetarian. And it's mm-hmm. like, if I go full vegan, like, get ready, the podcast is over. Ugh, I'm um, ending it. The other guy is really funny because the other oh, guy. Oh, they're both. You, wait, they're brothers, and they're both Gordies. Wait, they're brothers? I thought they're, they were just friends. They're brothers. No, they're not brothers. Yeah, his name is Skylar Austin Gordy. I had no idea they were brothers. Oh, wait. Fuck, Bobby. Red Fu is his uncle. They're nephew and uncle. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay. They're nephew and uncle. That's even more fucked up. They're nephew and uncle. And Gordy, Skylar Gordy, is the grandson of Barry Gordy. And he's okay, the this son. Is a bit, this is an FOX situation. I mean, this is on it. Oh, my I'm God. His brother. This is the most FOX situation. Oh, my God. I don't really think that he could be your nephew. No, no, no. It's true. Annabelle is my aunt. Isn't that right, Aunt Annabelle? Uh Uh-huh. And Matt is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Are you his uncle? No. His grandfather? (laughs) His great-grandfather? I'm his brother. Wait, I'm sorry, but like red foo and like sky blue and you've got mail just like <laughs> like which okay, one is so Wait, so Tom Sky Hanks blue is, is Gordy's the, uh, is Gordy's nephew. He's not doing anything which I love. So all he's doing now is like vaguely doing a little party promoting, but he's apparently just very rich cuz all of his all of his Instagrams and all of his social media updates are just like him lounging. I mean, they're all ri- they're rich because they what like come from this like family. They they have family money. We know yeah, of that. Oof. Ugh, I love it. Wow. Love I'm his brother. Love when there are no fucking stakes. Um, basically, LMFAO went from the most obnoxious version of one thing to the most obnoxious version of the opposite, mm-hmm, which is honestly mm-hmm. admirable because it just shows that like, no matter what your interest is, like if you have a bad personality, like you're going to do it no matter what in a yeah. shitty way. Love it. Inspiring on us, honestly. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, I was hoping you could get to the roots of the Ian Summerhalder grocery store scandal. I'm not sure if his fellow shoppers were green with envy or just nuts. But if you can let us know the real story, I think that would be healthy for everybody. Mommy, make a handbag collection that is modern, fun, and classy. I'm like at, I'm like at a loss for words as to like what happened here. What happened here is that Ian Somerhalder went and bought a bunch of plants at a grocery store. One person came up to him and was like, got a lot of plants in your cart. And he was like, oh. People are not healthy in this country. Like, people are shocked that I'm buying plants. Like, what has this country gone to? I'm telling you, it's L.A. It's L.A. (laughs) Wait, can I just read? Can we read some of this caption? Like, so he put this on his Instagram. It's like a photo of his basket that had the plants in it. Um, Fruits and vegetables, you know, like the normal stuff that people buy at, at grocery stores. And he wrote... I hope I don't come off like an ass. If you are already saying that, like maybe you shouldn't post this. Anyways, (laughs) A woman just stopped me in the grocery store and told me she has never seen a basket like mine. 
I told her that I have never not seen this type of basket in my grocery shopping behavior. Okay, first of all, yikes. I had to write something a little bit less confusing. She can't write. A few others chimed in saying that it was a very strange sight. What the fuck? A strange sight? I'm in a grocery store. It's food. It got me thinking and really fired up. I hear the news constantly and legislative bodies debating and public complaining outright bitching about health care. Okay, I don't want to go on. Anyways. Yeah, this is a nightmare. But the point He's is He's basically like, saying we should so, all be eating this many green things. But can which, we just break down what maybe happened in this grocery store? He what had, maybe happened is that someone said, got a lot of green in there it, it, because it, it, the, 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 it looks much? like a forest. It looks like a forest. He like shoved he his bag full of leaves. He doesn't he doesn't use plastic bags. And when you don't use the plastic bags oh. for the produce, it looks it just looks more dramatic. He doesn't use plastic bags? No, all the all the produce is in there loosely. So okay, it, okay, it okay, looks okay. like it's growing out of there. Like I think that's what the problem was. So somebody was just being like just chuckling to themselves, looking like, at his wow, bag, look at all being that stuff. friendly, saying, That's and a lot of leaves. Being, Yes, and he was being willfully Looks ignorant like you're of the fact growing that, yes, the vegetables it doesn't normally look like that. A grocery cart doesn't normally look like that, primarily yeah, because also, you usually have other things sort of scattered among the leaves. Do you think that his reaction was so insane that other people chimed in because they were, like, defending the woman? Because he yeah. responded oh, so rudely. Like he I was bet just, he was rude. Like, she was like, wow, that's a lot of leaves you got there, Palio. And he was like, ah! And then I bet he was other rude. people were like, whoa, okay, that is a lot of leaves. You got a lot of leaves there. And he was like, our world is obese. You well, know, I mean, or like, he's, whatever. He's just approaching, he's approaching healthy eating in the exact way you're not supposed to do it, which is in a condescending way that ignores, like, all of the, like, socioeconomic factors surrounding, like, healthy eating and produce and why it's like more expensive to eat like that and it's harder to eat like that and like how dare you judge someone for not having a cart that looks like yours Ian Somerhalder I I don't mean to sound there's a better way to approach it and it's obvious that Ian Somerhalder doesn't exactly have the vocabulary or the patience to deal with it appropriately I mean he's got a lot of words I don't mean to sound like a dick or preachy but this is nuts how is it that grown professional people in a major American city have never seen a grocery bag full of normal and healthy foods and that we that just all happen to be green and not processed like what look at his cart it is weird I'm not I mean it is weird there's not even like a carton of milk there's not even like a can of beans it's just plants without bags. There's nothing else I but mean, plants. That like, is an anomaly. Definitely eat healthy and like this is but this the way that we've gotten to this rant is like just through a very strange uh very like just a weird way is what I'm it's saying. It's an like, L, it's a it's a guy it's someone being an asshole. It was Ian Somerhalder being an asshole. Also definitely. what filter is this? I don't know, but the Daily Mail picked it up. Obviously this is like their number one favorite type of story and the headline is Ian Somerhalder posts lengthy rant after being food shamed at the grocery store for buying too healthily. I that is an insane way to put this, but I Never love call it. Call him being food shamed. And then the <laughs> he was doing the food shaming. He really oh was. My God. He really was. And then in the uh, caption, he wrote. They wrote in his. Oh no, where I lost it. In his accompanying Instagram. Where am I? In his accompanying Instagram picture, the star shared a picture of himself gently washing the offending foodstuffs just visible behind his flexed left bicep. I love that part. I love that part. Anyways, somebody who's insufferable continues to be insufferable. I don't know. It's just like, it's just, if he had, if he had a grocery 
if he had food shamed someone else, this would be like not on him, but because he made himself like the victim somehow because someone else made a comment. Now he Imagine. gets to like have this platform and like say, oh, America, like what are we coming to? Like the no one's eating vegetables of this or whatever. Guy, it makes me want to scream. Oh my God. Anyways, I mean, think about that when you go vegan next year or whatever you're claiming. <sighs> I'm going to go vegan by like June, I'm sure. Yeah, right. And then I'm going to send you this Ethan Summerhalder Instagram and you'll. I'm going to just like fill my grocery cart with green. And then anytime someone is like, no, oh, got a green cart there, I'll be like, excuse you, madam. <laughs> Americans are so unhealthy. How dare you judge my cart? That's me in the grocery store in three months. Excuse me. But like you can picture this. Like I can picture that in a grocery well, store. The way like... the way people have those sorts of casual stranger conversations. Like got a lot of carrots in there. Like who, who, what right. are you talking like, about, if Ian? You shove like I can just see his cart like just filled to the brim, which is like green. Yeah, he's he's rolling around Fern Gully in this in this grocery store, and someone is like, "Wow, got a lot of green in there," and he's like offended. Oh, you are literally you. pushing around Fern Gully. I cannot believe this. Stop saying Fern Gully. I'm gonna scream. Okay. Uh, What's next? Should we do just... People are so rude. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Medium time, medium time. I'm here with my fiancé, and we're in a heated argument as to whether Anna Kendrick is a who or a them. Thoughts? Thanks. Good form, Bella Thorne. One, two, three. Them. them. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. true. Here we go. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, first time. My boyfriend and I are watching the Netflix original, holiday-themed, Nailed It, and the guest judge is none other than Jason Mansukis. 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 Yep. And we're wondering, is he a who or a them? Suki. Thanks, bye. One, two, three, who. who? Yeah. You can't even say his last name. Jason Mansukis. Uh, he I like him, but is, he's a who, I think. Everyone loves him. He's yeah. one of those, like, he's not quite there yet. He's like, a, he reminds me of, um, he reminds me of, this is, this might be the, the wrong comparison, but remember before Steve Carell was Steve Carell and yeah. he was just sort of like everywhere and you'd yeah. be like, I love that guy. He's yeah. funny, but then yeah. he got 40 year old virgin and we really knew who he was. I think, yeah, I was going to say Jason Mendoza's is one starring role in a comedy that kind of hits away from being of them. Because every time he shows up in something and he is truly in everything. People love People him. go, oh, I love that guy. And other He's comedians so seem to love him too. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Total who, but definitely could easily be a them. Does he want to be a them? I don't know his life. Probably uh, not. N- next call. He I mean, seems like he's doing fine. Hi, this is Sarah. Long time, medium time. Cynthia Arrivo. Who are them? <sighs> One, two, three, who? who? Yeah. One one Oscar away from an EGOT, um, but still a who. Yeah. We don't know her yet. Did you see she flubbed the national anthem and people were so mad? No, she did not. She's got a great voice. She flubbed the national. She forgot the lyrics at, at a Knicks game. But oh. it's like, why are you mad about this? The lyrics this? are bad She's anyways. British. Don't worry. I was joking about it with um, like Emma and old, my old coworkers. And we were like, Cynthia Revo is canceled she's canceled <laughs> honey like she's over it's like how dare she imagine dumping on maybe one of the most multi-talented people in our like culture right now it kind of shows like what a who she is like that like she fucked up the national anthem and like it didn't really make the news that much like i didn't hear yeah. about it like this wasn't really the cl- honestly the clip i watched on it was on et canada and they make Ooh, a yeah 
And they make an opening statement that's like... She won some critics awards for her performance in Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah, but she had a bad time last night performing the U.S. national anthem that she is kicking herself for. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, Jason Momoa, who or them? Thanks. Good form, Bella. I have an answer. <sighs> One, two, three, who? Who? I think he's close. But do you, but think, like, do you think Aquaman is gonna, like... People love Aquaman. I think it's TBD, but it's people. People seem to love that movie more than they've loved I mean, any DC movie since Wonder Woman. In a huge superhero movie, it makes me. It kind of is like interesting that he is kind of a little bit a who. Well, I mean, the, like Gal Gadot, you know, like no one That's knew she true. was until she was in Wonder Woman. Right, and that Wonder Woman did so well, and people were like, "Oh, Gal Gadot!" Like oh, Gal Gadot, he, he needs to like have that moment. Yeah, like, people, he might. Yeah, he but seems I, really cool. He seems like he's like. Hemsworth, The Rock, in terms of like he's, he's both a really of them together. cool, chill I was gonna guy, combine them right? Both. Like yeah, he's like he's a cool, the... chill guy. He's got he's got like a great his relationship is kind of is a listy in a way. Like mm-hmm. maybe he's a who, but his relationship is kind of themy. And he's got like this big role, and he seems like fun to hang around with. It's he put a... up with Amber Heard for all that time. You know mm. what? It's not Chris Hemsworth in The Rock. It's Channing Tatum in The Rock. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chris Hemsworth is just as fun and funny yeah. as, as Chan, I think. Is Mariska Hargitay a who or a them? And I'm so lucky to be with you keeping me from my shadow. Ooh. Good form, <laughs> Wait, that is not... <laughs> Wait, That's the one. I, I wanted to end with that one. Insane. Isn't that good? <laughs> this person is a legend. Uh-huh. Um... One, two, three, them. them. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Network them. She's Network put in TV enough them. episodes of that show. How much money do you think she has? I mean, a lot. Um. Okay. Are we done We're here? Done. We, We're we'll get to the done. next names next time. We have a lot. We have a a big log. Thank you, of and I appreciate dumps. you. People, people do. People keep calling in with them, and we, we have so many, and they're so much fun to do. So, uh, we're done. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love a rate and review. Uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash whoweekly. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And don't forget to buy sh- tickets for our live shows on whoweekly.com. Oh, sorry, whoweekly.us. Uh, just click live. And the stickers are coming soon. I hope the stickers will be live by New Year's. Oh, my God. They're, like, done. Wait, they're done. Where? Oh, because so you put them. Did you submit them to the store? Yeah, they need to be approved. I don't know how long it takes. God, yikes. Did you put anything on? Maybe they'll be ready right now, but you'll you'll know... I mean, you'll we'll see announce it. it. We'll announce it. We'll announce it. And they're free. They're going to be free. We'll announce. Um, and I think that's it. Have a good weekend. Oh, we didn't tell you. No episode on Christmas Day, December 25th, but we will be back for our annual award show, The Whomies, on December 28th. We got to prepare The Whomies. The Whomies. We love our award show. If you have any suggestions for categories for the annual Whomies, give us a call. Give us a tweet. Uh, send us a message and mm-hmm. maybe we'll include your category. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Bye. You will say that. They want to know. Hey. 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 I want to be famous. Who is Diane Weiss?